Welcome, nerd and nerdettes, to today's podcast episode. Today's podcast episode features talks of gore, great writing, a little bit of beer, and a little bit of banshee. <laughs> You're now listening to Featuring Dez. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the newest episode. I know it's been a while, but welcome to the newest episode of Beer and Banshee. And that clink you just heard was me and my buddy Brandon toasting because uh, we're drinking some beer. And uh, Brandon, before we uh, get into the episode and the details of the episodes that have happened, uh, what beer is this, my man? Uh, It's called The Creation, Mm. uh, a local brewery up in Ogden, Utah. Right. Uh, called Talisman made this. It's a, a wheat ale, and it's uh, pretty damn good. Yeah, I'd, I'd say I like it. So uh, now that we've gotten to the fun stuff, which is uh, this burr here, I got. I need you to catch all the folks up at home about the events that have transpired. So to quickly recap, uh, guy gets out of prison uh, for jewelry heist burglary. Uh, did 15 years hard time in prison. Uh, wants to find his uh, lost love and partner in crime. Finds it, finds her in a little town called Banshee. And he takes the identity of the would-be sheriff who gets killed in, right before his eyes. So he takes the persona of Hood. And um, he then insanity ensues with all the fun stuff of the love of his life. Knowing who he truly is, and Hood trying to keep his identity secret from everyone else, and trying right. to hide from the love of his life, Carrie's dad trying to find him, which comes into play in two episodes we will talk about today. Right. And yeah, yeah, because because the, the uh, heist that, that 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 the two two main characters, uh, Carrie and uh, Hood. Right. The, the, the heist that they pulled off, they basically were stealing from her father. Yep. And her father's the, the leader of the, the gang. And so after uh, the main character, Hood, serves hard time in prison, he he basically goes to go hunt down his uh, carry because the, he gave her the diamonds. Yep. And now he goes to go find her. He's trying to get his cut, see her, because she didn't come see him not once while he was in prison, right? Nope. Not yeah. at all. Yeah, it, it kind of drove him a little insane. He felt betrayed, and yeah, and now that he's taking over the identity of the sheriff, shit's basically gone insane. Yeah, and uh, he he's gone insane in his town. Mayhem has basically occurred in his town. So yeah, and what was it? The, there's a Bible quote that is used in the episode seven that is very apt. Right for. Uh, was it episode seven or episode? Yeah, I think it's at the end of episode seven. That right, yeah, Kai, yeah, could, yeah. Kai could, Proctor brings it up the pill. Oh, oh. right, right. <laughs> well, I don't want to spoil the yeah, court yeah. just yet. But but basically, uh, you and I just started this uh, this this series because Banshee is one of those fun action shows that more people should take a look at. Very underrated. Yeah, a very underrated show, I'd say. Great yeah. acting. Yeah. Great acting. You know, S- small smaller budget. Than than uh, uh, than most TV shows, most action shows, but I'd say it it still excels even even with that that budget holding it back. So. Yeah, and you see the good action scenes on a budget in these two episodes. Yeah, well, well, especially well, episode eight. Yeah, there's this quote that they often say where it's like, um, was was it like the need for necessity is 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 a good root of um. Innovation of innovation, yeah, or something like that. I'm pretty sure I slaughtered that quote, but yeah, and I'd, I'd say Banshee is, is a good example of that. Yeah. Now uh, let, let let's get into episode seven because episode seven is the episode we're on now, and I like to start off by saying that I've noticed a trend with um with, with Banshee. Banshee actually does quite well with opening scenes. Yes. And the opening scene of episode seven was simple yet touching. Now, I don't know about you, but I never thought I'd be I'd, I'd be saying that Proctor. I'd use the word touching and Proctor in the same sentence. Yeah. But the scene, uh, the uh, episode seven opens with Proctor st- talking to his father, or not his father, his uh, um, his brother-in-law. Yeah, his brother-in-law, his his sister's uh, husband, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 It opens with with him talking to talking to to that guy because uh, Proctor, who is basically the the villain of the of this show. Uh, his niece is part of the... The Amish community. Yeah, the Amish community, but she's slowly kind of losing her way? Yes, like, she... I... The Amish community doesn't deal with the outside world that much. Right, right, right. Of the, 
a few things and the the parents and close relatives are not liking what she's doing. Right, right. And so and so, you know, the the brother-in-law sort of seeks uh out, seeks out practice so we can kind of put put the niece on on, on a better track. Yeah, cuz the dad wants Proctor to to tell her like keep the faith. Yes, yes. You know, like God has a plan for her and you just need to follow that path and whatnot. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and and that scene, like I like I said earlier, was is actually actually quite touching because you know, even though Proctor was basically shunned from his from his Amish family, and you could tell it hurts him, um, it was it was kind of cute and kind of nice and warming for him. You could see it all in all in the actor's face. Yeah, uh, that that like he was he was happy to see his family come to him for help, and he was he was happy to do it. Yeah, and uh, and like I said, that scene was just great. It shows you another side of the character Proctor, and that scene is was as another scene that highlights the great acting put on by the, the the guy that plays Proctor. His name escapes me right now, but the dude is amazing. He's probably my favorite actor in the show yeah. so far, and uh, yeah, and like I said, that scene was very touching. Um, uh, Banshee excels at giving us great opening scenes. Yes, and and th- that is one of the many great ones. So yeah, and so cut the opening credits, right? Which everyone needs to watch. Every time... Oh, yeah. The opening credits are amazing. I like them, yeah. And so after the opening credits, our homeboy, the cop, the black cop, mm-hmm. is uh, in... Deputy Emmett. Yeah. Yep. yeah the, it opens, but yeah, 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 that's right. And he's picking up uh, the pregnancy test for, yeah. wa- for his wife because he's on his phone. He's like asking, like, which one do you want me to pick up? It's like, because yeah. he didn't, doesn't know yeah, yeah. which one's good, which one's bad. Yeah. And Deputy Emmett is probably the most heartwarming character in the show, I'd, I'd say. Yes. I'd argue that he's... He's very, what, um, on that D&D chart, the... He's in the good... Yeah, part. yeah. He's definitely in the good... <laughs> he's very much so in the, like, in the good area. Was a lot, I don't know, neutral good? Yeah. Or something, like, one of the good ones. Yeah. And it's it's kind of interesting that, that 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 you you I mean I mean no that that's the, the next scene that follows the uh, touching scene with Proctor but I actually really like this scene and even the scene that 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 per, that follows this scene because it's it's very simple yet effective because yeah. because it starts off with with a robbery in progress while he's trying to get the pregnancy yeah, test like, right because he's on the phone and then you see him walk like start well, walking yeah. through the cash register. And then boom, you see two, these two guys robbing at gunpoint yeah. in uh, this little convenience, yeah. you know, this convenience store. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys like hands up, hands up, and and so Emma just like puts his hands up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, because because there's two guys robbing one. One seems a little bit skittish, and the other one seems like he's he's a bit more vicious. Yeah. In, in, in his intent, well, they're like the ringleader. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the ringleader is next to the cash register. Right. And then the guy behind, like the cashier, like starts to do something, and the ringleader pops a cap on the guy's ass. Yeah, he just like, right in the chest. Sh- shoots, just, shoots the, the the clerk in cold blood. Yeah, yeah like. Because it's like, oh shit! Mm-hmm. The guy's probably like, the guy. The ringleader's like, he's trying for a gun, right, right, and so shoots the guy. Wants to get knock him down, mm-hmm. and then right before they leave, boom, kills him, or at least, presumably, like, deals a fatal blow. Yeah, and then the ringleader tells the his buddy. Kill the cop. Yeah, kill the cop. Yeah, and can't kill the only black guy in Banshee. No. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. And so Emmett's on his knees yep. and hands up, and he just starts to pray. Starts yeah. to pray, and there's yeah. the, the famous line: "I walk in the valley of shadow of death." Right, right. That uh, scriptural line. Yeah, and I actually want to stop you there because I actually feel like the, uh, that entire moment was was one of my favorite parts of this episode because. Uh, it, it, for a second, it kind of puts you puts you in the perspective of of, of the guy with the uh, the criminal. Yeah. Because because uh, you you see this big hulking uh, guy on, on on like on his knees praying. He he doesn't want to hurt anyone. He's an officer of the law. He's on his knees praying, and the guy and the criminal's got his got the gun pointed to Emmett's head. Emmett's sitting there praying, and he looks over and he sees those. He doesn't want to hurt Emmett. He sees Emmett's a good guy. And he looks over. He sees the ring on Emmett's finger. And then instantly it shows you the, the the criminal's face and his reaction, and 
and then the camera starts to slowly zoom in closer and closer to, to Emmett and you, st and you start to feel the tension. The music starts to ramp up a little bit. Emmett starts to pray just a little bit quicker and all of a sudden Emmett opens his eyes and the criminal's gone. Yeah. So obviously the criminal couldn't, he, he saw that Emmett was somewhat of a good guy. He couldn't pull the trigger. Yeah. And, and this plays a part in the rest of this episode. Right, right. Like this guy, this criminal's mindset compared to... His partner, yeah, who literally killed the guy in cold blood. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. so it's like I like that dynamic yeah. between the two of them. Mm -hmm. So, Emmett gets up and starts chasing after these two guys, and the the chase ensue, ensues, mm -hmm. and they eventually get to. The high school. Yeah. Oh, so so before we, we oh, get yeah, to, before the, we get, the mayor. Yeah. So yeah. Talk about yeah so, so I'm gonna uh, just go back to the chase scene. I feel the, the chase scene is the scene that that, that preceded uh, that that, that follows straight after the uh, the uh, the drugstore scene where the clerk got shot. I thought the chase scene it was very it's very simple, shot on a low budget but effective. It was it was it was definitely in in, in camera style. It was very uh, handheld and, yeah. and guerrilla style, and it was great. I, th I thought everything was was done fantastic. Um, you didn't really need anything. It's the point that you got the they got the point across. Yeah. Uh, some some solid shots, and and I think uh, Banshee does that well. They they they're able to get around their uh the, their budget problems. And yeah. Sometimes uh, craft even better scenes because of that. So, yeah. but we're we're gonna rewind uh, more. Just a little bit. Yeah. The mayor had a scene with his wife, mm -hmm. and the. Try to partake in some sexual relations. Right. But there's tension between the two of them because uh, the mayor is stressing out about the uh, whole Kai Proctor issue. Yeah, because Proctor's been a pain in the mayor's ass for yeah. a while. Yeah. So just like the, the whole that whole stress level and whatnot. And the mayor's like, stop, stop, stop. Mm-hmm. I can't concentrate, I can't go through with this. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll try to pick it up later. Mm -hmm. Kind of thing. And his wife clearly seems sexually frustrated. Yeah, I, I, it's like sexually and romantically frustrated with the whole issue. Because mm -hmm. it, it's based off the dialogue that they tried to do it before the scene and it's just like wasn't yeah. no, nothing's working so just mm -hmm. shit's happening. Then now fast forward back to the high school. Mm -hmm. It's it's detention yeah. at this high school, right? And the mayor's wife is a teacher at this high school, and she's overseeing this detention session yeah. in the high school gymnasium. Yeah, and not and not only that, but not only is is, is the the mayor's wife overseeing the the high school detention, but one of the children that that's actually uh, in um, detention is dun dun dun. Uh, Carrie slash Anne's daughter. Carrie Carrie is obviously the um, the uh, the mom of this young girl, and yeah, yeah. And so the two I go in, bring everyone together, and like, we're you're our hostages. Do what we say. Right. And so uh, the other two cops are um, gonna come in. And assess the situation, but the thing is, Hood's not there. No, Hood is is out of town on personal personal, personal business. Yeah, personal reasons. Yeah, and <laughs> and those personal reasons are he's meeting up with Carrie, Carrie. Mm -hmm. uh, because she has a dealer, quote unquote dealer. dealer. Yeah, that they're gonna sell the 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 diamonds to. Yeah, and and by the way. Um, we as the audience kind of know that Anna slash Carrie does not have the best intentions with 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 Hood already from from previous from the previous episode yeah. when she somewhat made a deal with Rabbit. Um, but also Hood Hood was Hood was kind of uh, warned that like he doesn't think Aunt Carrie Anna slash Carrie is the best person to be doing this deal with because you know fifteen years she's been out of the game. And, yeah. and and by the way, Job, who warns uh, Hood, 
he hood hood um Joe somewhat takes a back seat in this episode, which is which is unfortunate because I love the actor. Oh, who, yeah. I love the actor Hoon Lee who plays him. But with that being said, though, even though Joe was literally in this episode for maybe five minutes, Joe was still able to get a motherfucker in there. Yeah. Because he says the f word, he drops the f bomb as we know. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah. In every episode, it never <laughs> fails. And all of that, but as me and you have pointed out many times before, he expertly does it. He's the oh, next yeah. Samuel. He's the Asian Samuel Jackson. Agreed. So because. <clears throat> I, in the scene, you know, Job warns him, mm-hmm. and in the background, uh, Sugar, right? Yep. He's like working on his uh, um, inventory or whatever on the old school cash register, and Job is getting all pissed off with all the noises, and right as the scene ends, he's like, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> and that, I mean, Job is just perfect. Right. And, um,. So, Carrie and Hood meet up, and they uh, hide, like, pull some Grand Theft Auto shit. Yep, sneak into the car, and, and they're trying to hotwire the son of a bitch. And Carrie's like, you're better at this than I am. Mm-hmm. And as he starts to reach under mm-hmm. to do to work on uh, to hotwire, she takes out a syringe, boom, pops it in his neck. And str- to drug him out. Yep, she goes mad scientist on his ass and, and drugs him up. Yep. And so he struggles a little bit, then passes out from the drugs. Mm-hmm. Next up, he's, he's there in a hotel room. Motel room. Yeah, motel room. He's he's still drugged up, but he's awake. He's slowly awakening, and he's tied to to, to the bed of yeah, this hotel. Handcuffed, yeah, handcuffed. Yeah, to be specific, right? And uh, and you know, and it's and it's and this scene is kind of kind of rough because it's basically Hood plea pleading. And, and and calling out for for Anna slash Carrie's uh, help, he's like, "Don't do this! Don't yeah. don't do this! You you know if you know if you get to me, he's still gonna want you. He's gonna he's gonna use this to get to you. Don't do this. This is not a deal you should take." And and he makes the comments like, and she, she's like, "Don't say shit about me." Yep. And yep. he's like, "I am gonna sing at the top of my lungs." Yep. Rat you the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, I mean, let's think about it though. Hood has really. Nothing to live for. This dude, yeah, I, uh, I, w- he wanted the he, money. He doesn't get the money. He wanted the girl. Guess what? He doesn't get the girl. She's married with a, with a family. She's moved on. Yeah, it's like there was nothing else to lose. Yeah, at this point, and mm-hmm. like I'm screwed. I don't get. I, I, there's nothing to really gain and nothing to really lose. Yeah. So and then he's, he's playing with house money. Yeah, and then and then right after Hood pleases pleases his case. Uh, Carrie looks at him one last time and just kind of dips. She she rolls out and, of there and turns on the TV and turns on the TV. Yeah, and which plays a huge uh, huge role and right right and upcoming, pre- yeah, yeah in upcoming events. Yeah, and what I find interesting is that um, as she's leaving, I mean she clearly doesn't doesn't feel great about what she's doing because she's literally uh, literally sending a man that she once loved with all her her heart. She's feeding him to the wolves. Yeah, it's a death sentence. Yeah, and you, and you can see it on her face. She is just dreading it and oh, yeah. dreading it. Um, and then, and then it, we get we get another scene with Rabbit and his goons on his way to yeah. to, to, to come and get Hood. Um, and and this is actually one of my favorite scenes in the actual uh, episode because uh, you actually get to see uh, the directors did a, a decent job of letting you of letting you feel the anticipation and anxiety. Uh, in in rabbit because yeah. he talks about as as well as hood yeah as well as well as hood yeah yeah right because it uh the, it cuts uh, back and forth between between hood trying to make his escape and, and it cuts to uh um, rabbit driving in a limousine yeah. to 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 go and kill hood and uh, as rabbit is on his way to go and get, get hood um hood, uh, rabbit is is in the middle of telling this story about how he wanted revenge yeah and the the closer that they get to to, to arriving at the hotel where hood is. The the, uh, the the more the closer we start getting the more close ups yeah. and and whenever he starts getting more antsy starts fidgeting he's like how close are we the, uh, the close ups get start getting more and more frequent and we start getting closer and closer and yeah. it's just it's, it, was, it was it was it was something that was small but it made made the scene work all the more yeah it's very subtle yeah and I I definitely appreciated that because uh, not not often do we get this really feel emotion from Rabbit oh, it's yeah. mostly anger yeah I know. Like- he rabbit kind of controls his emotions, right? Yeah, or at least keeps it under like under a veil. Yeah, rabbit strikes me as a very old school eighties uh, uh uh badass action hero. Like yeah, l- less less emotion and more doing. Yeah, and so 
And as Hood is trying to make his escape, uh, the TV shows the hostage situation. Right, because the two, the two, um, uh, the two uh, guys who stole from the uh, the, 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 the drugstore, gr- yeah, they took over the school, and Hood obviously sees this. And one of the girls in the that's doing attention mm-hmm. filmed. Right. Filming. Right. And it got out to the wider public, to the news. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the news showed it, and in one of the shots on the phone, you see Deva. Yeah. Hood like, sees this and starts freaking out even he more. Is, he is hit. Yeah. I, he is like, all the emotions, like, the father instinct kicks, kicks in. in. Oh, yeah. Big time. Boom. Mm-hmm. He's like struggling a lot more, mm-hmm. and the tension just ramps up, all, like, yeah, and, over nine thousand, yeah. and now now is is the tension of uh, ramping up, but the editing starts starts to get a little bit more 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 crazy too. But now that we, we switched back to 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 the to the scene where, where the the high school is, and and the, uh, the the deputies and the other officers are like, "Where the hell is Hood? We're trying to get to him." And personal personal reasons, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they can't get to him. And uh, all, all of a sudden, Gordon shows up, which is who, who's, who's Anna's uh, yeah. carries a husband, and he's, he's like, "What's going on?" This and this and that, and they and they give him the the lowdown, and then and they told him to back off. Yeah, let us do I for your own safety. Right. Let us do our own. Let us do our job. Back up. Yeah, and 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 it's it's, it's kind of interesting because he 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 he's, he 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 eventually reaches out. To uh to carry calls or let's her know about the situation. No, he's been trying to call yeah, her. trying to call her yeah, and then and when, when we finally see her, she's pulled over on the side of the road and, and she's having cl- she's having a panic attack. Yeah, she cl- yeah, big time, and it's it, it clearly looks like she's considering going back back to to get hood. Yeah, because she's definitely having second thoughts. Yeah, but at the same time, she's like, I don't want to deal with this bullshit anymore. Mm-hmm. So she's like, caught in the middle. Yeah, uh, between her like. Metaphorical rock and hard place. Yeah. Not, 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 not that I, not that I'm on Carrie's side, and 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 I and I condone the fact that she left a Hood there to die. But she told Hood from the beginning that I have a family now. This is my life, and yeah, and, 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 and every time, every time uh, Hood calls her Anna, she's like Carrie. Like she tries to, you know, let him know, no, I'm Carrie. Yeah. And and Hood just doesn't seem seem to get it. Like, yeah. oh yeah. So, so, um. The, the robbers slash hostage takers talk start talking to the police. Yeah. Then tell them, you know, this is our demand. Yeah, we, we need more in a car. We want this. So, and they're using the teacher uh, to deal with it. And she's obviously scared. Mm-hmm. And, you know, using the, the guys using his intimid- like, big muscular frame yeah. to yeah. intimidate her. And whatnot, and um, so they give them the demands, and then uh, they think things out, and yep. then they they got the um, second command, I think, for the cops. That, oh, I forget that. I forget that character's name. Uh, yeah, but 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 the second command, whenever Hood's not there, yeah, yeah, he calls him, calls the guy back up. And he recognizes that one of the criminals, yeah, right? Yeah, because like they looked him up, they looked at the, the guy up, right? And um, he used to be like a point guard on yeah, the basketball like, he's team. He's like this big time high school bas- basketball point guard. Yeah, all state, you yeah. know, the good boy. Things went bad, and so he tried the the cop tries to use that to um, uh, get the like hostages out. Right and whatnot, and try to get in the good graces, mm-hmm. and so we and it's like, yeah, we have a car here. How do you want to work this? Mm-hmm. And the robbers like, I'll release four hostages, four of the kids now. Then you back the car up, and then we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. And at this time, Hood shows up. Yep. Oh wait, wait, wait. But, but, but like, but, but before before the uh, Hood even shows up, uh, I have one of my favorite moments I want to talk about. Is uh, when Car- Carrie she finally picks up the phone after Gordon is trying to reach her, and uh, and Carrie she you know she speeds down to the school. Oh, yeah. She gets there and she she just runs there. Yeah. She she like she's like she's like we demand an update on this situation, and like and in the moment she uh she she demands an uh, an update on the situation, uh, she's like we demand this, and then all of a sudden Hood pops up. Yeah, so do I. 
And she, she just look, look on her. Carrie's face when she's like, wait, what? Because she's like, how the f- did you get out? And so let's fast forward back, back to a little bit. Job bust in, and, and you, you, you're, you're fearing for Hood's life because like, that door is busting open. Because yeah, you don't know. You don't know like, who's on the other like, side if, of that door. If Carrie's gonna come through, or if if it's Robbie, yeah, you know, because you know, Carrie was on the fence of wanting to come back and whatnot. Yes, yes. Boom, Job comes in, rescues his ass, and like Hood's like. How the hell did you find him? It's like, I have a tracker on your damn phone. Yeah. And, and, and that's, a, that's a very Job thing to do. It's a very Job thing. And it's also a very a very rational thing to do when, when you try to tell your friend something's not a good idea. Yeah. So, you you, you, you know, you, you take measures into your own hand. matters in your own hand. And uh, and Job, Job's a good friend. Job consistently uh, does things that that always reminds me why he's, he's my favorite character. Mm-hmm. And Job, like I said, Job takes a backseat. Job, he's in, a op- he's in that opening scene in the bar where he drops the F-bomb on Suge for making all that noise. And then he shows up to save Hood's ass, and that's about it. Yeah. And, and then so so that's how Hood was able to, to get out of there before Rabbit got to him. And so, like I said, um, Carrie and, and Gordon show up. We demand a, uh, an update on the situation. And as soon as she says that to, to the cops, Hood pops right behind him. So do I. And it's such a great moment. Oh, yeah. Because you, it's, it, you, you get both shock and like amazement all in one, and I feel like the actor who plays um, Carrie, she she she's definitely great with that. Oh yeah, and um, she, yeah, her facial expressions in the series series are spot on. So yeah, and so after they get the update, Hoods just starts walking right into the school. Yep, and the FBI agent that's there for uh, to help with Proctor is right. there as well, mm-hmm. and he grabs on the hood. It's like. What the hell are you doing? I'm going in to talk to him, but... Yeah, because the FBI is basically trying to let him know, yo, man, this is a little reckless. Yeah, it's like... And Hood's like, I'm not going in there with guns a-blazing, dude. Just me, yeah. myself, and I walking in. Yeah. And that's what he does, because he pretty much says, fuck you guys. Yeah, he just walks in there. And, and meanwhile, while Hood is trying to make his way in into to the school and, you know, go in there without a gun, uh, inside, inside the school... There's these two girls. As the there's these two girls that kind of make a breakaway from one of the criminals, and he's he's the more vicious one. Yeah. And so and so so they they kind of beat him up and then they run. He's chasing after them. So so he's well, yeah. Because like they he said the the god the ringleader's like the four the first four you're going you're you're gonna be freed. Let's go. Right. Because because they start letting some of the kids. Yeah. Go. And yeah. David like one of the girls like David's coming with me, and then that's when shit happens and. Uh, the two girls escape. The ringleader goes after them, leaving the the more hesitant of the two. Right. Uh, the one who spared him is yeah, like deputy image. Yeah. He is left behind. Mm-hmm. He's clearly shaken up by this whole thing. Yeah, because he's going, he's like back and forth, like struggling with all mm. of this. It's 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 unfortunate because you can clearly tell that that person that 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 guy the criminal he's not a bad person. He was he he could definitely he's probably put in a in a terrible position. He felt like he had no other way out. Yeah. So. And so Hood walks in, hands up, like just came here to talk, and he just slowly slowly inches his way over mm-hmm. to the guy, talking to him, trying to you know distract him. And eventually, he was able to get close enough, grabs the gun, twirls it around, boom, yeah. boom, boom, uh, sh- kills the guy, like shoots the guy right in the stomach yeah. or, or that the chest area. Yeah. And at this time, SWAT the SWAT team is already there, mm. and it's like, oh shit, shots fired, shots fired, boom, they storm in, or at least start to the kids, all those kids and the the mayor's wife just. Come running out. Yeah, yeah. And <sighs> and and mind you, like uh, as Hood and all the SWAT team are, are in here, um, try, trying to uh, save the the um, the uh, daughter of um, Carrie and, uh, and Hood. Uh, I want to I want to bring up some the fact that the uh, mayor, the uh, mayor's wife, she is not having a good day. No, she's not, not having a good day. And so, reunion happens with everyone but the two girls. Mm-hmm. Hood chases after him, and they eventually all meet up and everything. And the raw the, the the lead guy 
takes Diva mm-hmm. and points the gun, like, traps her and points the gun at her head. And it's like, drop the gun or I'm going to kill her. But and this is one of my, probably my favorite scene in this episode. Yeah. Diva and Hood have that connection. Eye to eye connection. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and it's, it's great because... And, and what's funny is that the connection doesn't feel forced. It makes complete sense because he saved he, when you say when you save someone's life, you guys have that that life threatening experience. They bonded yeah, after they, that first they, time. Yeah, there's that, and they had that talk on their way home. Right, right. When he was dropping her off, yeah. and there's just, I there's that father daughter connection. Yeah, even though she has no idea that that he's he's her father. Yeah, he has his suspicions, but. Mm-hmm. Um, Nothing confirmed at this point. Yeah, and but Hood's a very intuitive uh, yes. character, intuitive person. So and so, Dave just they lock eyes, and she goes limp. Mm-hmm. I mean, she just like lets her body just go limp. She the guy let like she manages to get out of the guy's arm. arms. Yeah, boom. Hood just Hood takes the shot immediately. Immediately because yeah. yeah, and so. Takes the guy out mm-hmm. and saves Deva, and uh, he helps escort her out. And you know, touching scenes and just like the moment that Carrie and Hood have, like, because they lock on. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's actually one thing I want to talk to you about. Is that surprisingly, uh, Banshee surprisingly does pretty decent with capitalizing on the quiet moments. Like, 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 like for example, when when Hood. Um, Bring brings his brings his daughter out to carry, and the FBI agent is trying to talk to Hood and tell him how how crazy and reckless of a thing he just did. Why he's talking to? Why he's uh, giving uh, Hood did the four hundred one on how stupid he was being? Hood looks up, makes eye contact with Carrie, and it's just this great moment. You yeah. get it, you get it, because because you see the the regret and, and you, the the regret in in uh, in Carrie's eyes and and yeah. how sorry she feels. For even putting uh, Hood in that situation, and Hood looks at her, and Hood gets it, but he's still upset and angry. Oh he's, yeah, he he's, he's and, an angry and I, person. I love, and I love the muted sounds. Oh yeah, yeah. And like this moment that Carrie and Hood have. Yeah, it's, like, it's it's one of those great quiet moments. You love it, and like I said, you you wouldn't think that that Banshee would be able to. Uh, I don't know. It's just at, at first glance, watching upon watching the first couple episodes, I wouldn't think that Banshee would, would, would explain necessarily excel at something like that yeah. but they do all right actually and and and, and that's a good showcase right there that yeah. moment there and so things wrap up with the hostage situation rabbit sees this whole thing on tv right because rabbit rabbit is still in town he yeah and so he sees hood and then he sees carrie mm-hmm. and you're like oh, oh shit. shit yeah Rab- rabbit is coming for blood and and it, so that's actually one thing I wanted to talk to you about is that as we know that Rabin's gearing up to go ham on them in, oh, in, yeah. in, in the next in the next little while. Um, the, the, the one of the next scenes that that's one of the final scenes in the episode. Uh, it's 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 a very humorous scene to me because it's Hood and Proctor at a bar chilling together. Yeah, like it's it's one of those things that you're like that's a funny scene, but. It's one of those things. It's one of those things that that, that, that really makes you think because uh, Proctor kind of drops. It's, uh, there's this line in the episode that's that, that that that's that's quite telling. Like it, what was the line? Like Proctor says, you know, Banshee used to be a pretty quiet town yeah. before you showed up. And this is this is where the the line I mentioned earlier <clears throat> in today's episode. Yeah. Behold the pale mare. The the, the whole line I can't remember the exact phrase of it it's like and the, the writer's name is death yeah and that and he Proctor uses that um line from the book of revelations mm-hmm. and I love Hood's comment after the, like I I hate like he pretty much said I don't like religion screw, <laughs> screw that yeah and Proctor follows up like you'd better this is God's country here. Yeah. You'd better get used to it. Yeah. Well, at, the very, at the very least. Yeah, well, like I said, Proctor drops some serious knowledge um, in this episode, even though, much like Job, they both take a backseat to this episode. Oh, yeah. And like, and, and, and like I said, like, uh, Proctor had that line where he says, this time you'd be pretty quiet till you showed up. And it's pretty interesting to think about because uh, Hood seems to repeatedly keep putting himself in ridiculous and cra- crazy, dangerous situations. 
And it's mostly due to the fact that Hood has nothing to live for. I mean, he literally just got got done surviving an ordeal where the love of his life tried to have him murdered. It's like it's like what 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 else does he have? Yeah. So of course he's he, Hood is literally like an unhinged, crazy mad dog. Like he's oh, yeah. and and like I said, when Proctor drops that line about man, this town. And by the way, Sugar also has a line I love that, that, that that's one of the more appealing things I think that kind of. It kind of hits hints at one of the more appealing things about Banshee, and uh, Shook says this thing. Where I, what's the line? He says, um, "Where would we be without our secrets?" Yeah, and I love that line because nearly everyone in the town, anyone who's a major player in the town, has a secret. Oh yeah, everyone does. And and, it, and it's great. It's great. It, it keeps it keeps the show fresh. It keeps things interesting. And the moment you feel like you know everything, you don't. Oh yeah, you don't. And then see the episode ends. When Hood goes back up to his room, and Carrie's there. Oh shit! Yeah. And so the one who literally just had him tried to try to off kill him off to to her her old uh, gangster dad. She's now in his room. And Hood points the gun at her. Mm-hmm. All shaky too. It's yep. like I don't know what the hell to do. Yep. I I'm conflicted. I still love you, but I want to kill you too for what you just did. Yeah. So the sex and so I it, to cut it down they start having sex yeah and because like they come to an understanding right that it's like that their feelings are still there and it, it's kind of like Carrie's way of saying thank you I, I know that's just kinda, yeah kind of weird to say yeah. it's it's so it's special. like it's like a, I hate to say it, like she gifted him sex yeah it's, it's I think the scene is actually um, despite how how we describe it, the scene is actually quite touching. Yeah, because it's one of those things where like we're like she 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 still loves loves Hood, but not in in the way that Hood still loves her. Yeah, Carrie had Carrie has officially moved on. That's why she's Carrie, not Anna. But the thing is, Hood has been there, and Hood has defended and protected her family on more than more of a, uh, more than yeah. a few numerous occasions. And so, she feels like that he's he's clearly he's clearly not an unhinged dog. He's clearly, clearly he clearly does it out of love. But there's still anger there. Oh yeah. I mean, 15 years stewing there, feeling like you've been betrayed, will do a lot to it to a person's psyche. But the scene, for the most part, is pretty touching. Like they, like before they even do anything, they, they share this really interesting embrace. They hug. Right, right after she, she kind of like slowly calms Hood down. Cause Hood's angry. He's got this gun in his hand. He's pointing it at her. She kind of whispers in his ear, "Calm down. I'm here. I'm here." Yeah. And then she takes off her shirt, takes his hand, puts it towards her heart. He listens to a heartbeat. It seems a little corny, but it's actually very sweet, though. Yeah. It's very sweet. And then, like I said, they share an embrace, and then they, they slowly start start to kiss. And you can see the the confused. I won't I won't say confused, but like Hood is very tor- uh Like he's tormented in 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 the mind. Like he's he's, yeah. he's angry. He's sad. He's upset. But he he loves this woman that's in front of him. Yeah. And and like I said, like you said, like they they, they begin to have sex and. It's actually, like I said, it's pretty touching. So. Yeah. So that pretty much ends the episode. Right. That, that's then, the end of episode seven. And now episode eight. Normally there's something, there's always a scene in before the credits. Right. The opening credits. But not this time. Yeah. It just goes straight to opening credits. Mm-hmm. Then after the credits, you see Proctor's niece. Yep. And her immediate family dressed in black clothing. Yeah. Like, the Amish family. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and... She she knows what's going on. She's getting shunned. Yeah. And the, her mom, stone-faced, but still kind of teary-eyed. Mm-hmm. She's, like, standing there all solemn. Mm-hmm. And the niece, like, please, please, don't do this to me. Then her dad takes out a brown, brown paper bag and dumps out all this, like, Couple like like two like fashion magazines, uh, make there's a lot of makeup in there yep. and, a, and a few other like modern amenities in the bag, and then the niece is like please please don't do this, but everyone just turns her back turns their back on her yeah, and then she just then like accept, starts to accept it. it, like I'm being shunned yeah. And and it's, she, it's, it's pretty it's pretty hard it's pretty gut-wrenching yeah and so she gets her stuff and then leaves yeah 
And so, just before we move on, I actually usually throughout throughout the throughout the episodes, I'll try and try, try I'll try and pay attention and look for my favorite shot in the episode. Yo, episode eight was quite literally littered with great shots. Episode seven, it was easy for me for me to pick oh, me to pick oh, out my favorite I shot. I just forgot to mention uh, episode seven. Uh, Emmett finds out his wife's pregnant. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, to, re- to remember it's, that. It's, it's a very t- touching scene. Yeah, that, that was probably one of them, a, a really good scene because he's out on the football field. Because mm-hmm. he's a football, a former fo- high, school, uh, high school all-star right. football player. He's out there just like reminiscing and whatnot. And then his wife walks up, and he's like, "She's like, I know you've had a tough day. They talk about that kind of a little bit." And then she wraps her arms around him and says. I'm pregnant. Yeah. And they share a love, like, an awesome, heartwarming embrace. Like, you could tell Emmett is just excited, happy, and that just made the the bad day that he just went through a lot better. Yeah. And it's just like, good, finally something ha- good happened. Yeah, Emmett is clearly a good person. Yes. Like, after everything that happened to him, him being shot, Emmett's sitting there, like, thinking about the guy... Who lost his life? He's thinking about other people. Yeah, not yeah, himself. Yeah, Emmett's he's, a, he's very a selfless person. Yes, yeah. he is. And uh, but no, like like I was saying, like in uh, in usually in episodes, I like to pay attention and keep a lookout for my favorite shot that, that I like. Eight was littered with them. Seven, it was hard for me to find find a shot I like, but eight was littered and literally quite literally minutes into to, to episode eight, I found the shot that I was in love with, and um, it was it was actually. Um, it was actually a scene right before Proctor's niece got shunned from the family. Uh, it, it shows this establishing shot of, of all the, uh, of the the Amish workers in the field working. Oh yeah, working. That, that, that and 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 it's it's gorgeous because you get this like I think there's like a uh, a shot of like a plane in the background. Yeah, and it, it's, it's a gorgeous shot. It's 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 right before she gets shunned, and I, I love that shot. That one is amazing. So so I, after that scene, you go we go back to Hood's room. <clears throat> And they just finish having sex, mm-hmm. and then <clears throat> Carrie get, starts getting dressed. Right. And Hood asks her, "Is she my daughter?" Yeah. Meaning Deva. And it took a little bit, but Carrie finally admits, "Yes." Yeah. Deva is. Your and then daughter. as soon as she admits it, Hood's like, "I knew it. I fucking knew it. I knew it. I knew she was mine the moment I saw her." And by the way, that whole entire. Um, exchange po- uh, that, that 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 they had the entire conversation they had post uh, uh, intercourse was was pretty touching, dude. You can see the tears in the Hood's eyes oh, yeah. because because Carrie basically lets him know, look, like we're I'm like done with I'm you. done with you, yeah, like but like, I don't want to deal with you anymore. Just leave. Yeah, and and Hood's like, come on, uh, Carrie, Carrie is a facade. That's not you. You're Anna. Carrie is, and she's like, no, Anna's gone. She tries to let him know Anna's gone, and so and so should you. Yeah. And, and and he and uh, he says that come on we can run away together. She she she's like you go do the and he's trying to tell tell she has to tell her that you know there is no like there, there is no future I, I have no future without you. Yeah. And and as hard as that is for her to hear, Carrie has said from day one that she love love loves her family. Her mm-hmm. family is her number one care. And Hood, and, um, I, I feel for Hood because I understand why Hood is angry, why he's sad, and he's upset. But also at the same time, man, like she's a mother who's willing to protect the family. She would do anything. Dude, she almost killed you last episode. Yeah. Try to protect the family. Do you not get it? And uh, Hood just kind of loses it a little bit. Yeah, dude, he was tearing up, and that was rough watching that. And during that scene, like I said, I understood both both sides. Yeah. And so, so eventually, Carrie, it's like screw this, I'm done. Yeah. Ends the conversation, mm-hmm. walks out, starts hiding into her car. Um, but as this conversation is going on, Gordon wakes up her, Carrie's husband. Yeah, and he notices his wife isn't home. She's not in bed. And he is pissed. Yeah, of course he's pissed because his wife has been acting weird and odd for weeks. And she's kind of like... And he even brought yeah. it up to her. And he's, she's becoming, becoming distant. Yeah. And it's like... He just starts going like going to him and just destroying yeah. the room. Just trying to find something... To incriminate her, yeah, and so and that that's going on in the background as Carrie and Hood are talking about like what's going on, and everything. yeah, and and, and it's kind of interesting because it kind of foreshadows that yo know, the future is not looking looking stable and bright for for Carrie because because she she she's pushing away a man Hood who is who just wants to love her, he just wants to be oh, with yeah. her, have have a future with her, 
but she doesn't want that with him. And she even brings up a line that's kind of like, ouch. She, she even, she says to him, um, you and I both don't know, you and I both know that that child will be better off without you in her life. Damn. I was like, shit. And so while she's breaking this man's heart, uh, uh, her husband at home, she's breaking his heart because uh-huh. she's not there at home. And, you know, if I'm trying to get inside Gordon's mind, he probably suspects her of cheating and, and whatnot. So I, I, don't, I don't quite know. But Gordon definitely knows something is afoot. Yeah. He, she's trying to get there. And so it kind of foreshadows that, like, on both ends, her, her, her relationships aren't looking good. No. Nope. So she leaves the, the place, mm-hmm. starts going in her car. And she makes the comment, stop following me. Mm-hmm. Turns around, it's Rabbit's number one bodyguard. Yeah. Pointing a gun at her. Yep. Like, and he's like, get in the car. And you're, the- you're like, oh shit, what the, the hell is going to happen? And then the moment when, when, I, when I thought, okay, uh, what's going to happen? All of a sudden, Hood shows up out of nowhere on cue as if he was a superhero. And yep. just, boom. He's like, he's, and just, just te- gets the guy. Yep. But we're going to cut there because r- r- while all this is happening... The young uh, Proctor's young niece, I believe her name is Rebecca. Yeah, Rebecca. Yeah, uh, the the young niece, she shows up at Proctor's doorstep, and and and, and she's uh, she apologizes to, to her uncle Proctor. She's like, I'm sorry, um, I didn't know where else to go. And he's, he's he's like, Don't be, I'd be offended if you went anywhere else. Yeah, because because you know Proctor, it's, it's family, and he know, he understands the feeling. The yeah, the feeling of what she's going through. Because he was shunned by his family. Yeah, and and he goes into detail of what. What happens? What happened with him? Right. So he get, she starts getting settled in and whatnot. Yeah. Cut back to Hood's place. Mm-hmm. They start talking mm-hmm. with the bodyguard, trying to figure out. Okay, what the hell's going on? How much does Rabbit know? Then mm-hmm. Carrie and Hood start trying to figure out what the hell they need to do. Yeah. To and. It's like let's kill, let's kill him. Yeah. So. And, uh, and and while while Hood and Kara are trying to figure out what to do, uh, Proctor's niece she's getting settled in, but then she decides, um, she 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 wants to show up at Hood's place and and you know because like she's like she's familiar with Hood. Yeah, he she only really knows her uncle and, and Hood. Hood. Yeah. So and there's two of the two guys who are on total opposite ends. And so she's looking for advice. She's like. She's looking for advice and some familiarity too, because everything she 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 knew and loved has just been take stripped away from her. Yeah, her family's been taken away. So yeah, and kind of like affirmation that everything's gonna be all right. Right. So he could divert her away from from um, Carrie because there's some serious shit going on in Hood's yeah, his home, and, and Hood does not want, want Rebecca involved. Yeah. Yeah, and like less. Anyone else knows about this, the better. Yeah, and honestly, I agree. If I was Hood, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. And, and so Hood Hood tries to tries to divert her, take her somewhere else, and he and she can obviously tell that he's being just a little bit uh cold to her, not being as warm as he usually yeah. is. And so she she throws some shade in his face. She's like, she, uh, he he says something about um. Uh, he says something about not getting personal. No, not 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 a time for fun or something like that. Yeah. And she makes a comment about, "Well, you sure were having fun when you were having sex with me." And you know, she she feels offended, so she tries to leave. He grabs her, and as she leaves, and she kisses him, and as she leaves, gets out of the car. It is known to us, the audience, that she's being followed by Proctor's main bodyguard, bodyguard butler, yeah, slash badass ninja dude with glasses. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's being fo- followed by him and Hood. Has left uh, Carrie home alone yeah. with uh, Rabbit, Rabbit's main uh, bodyguard, and this is where another one of my favorite shots in the episode pops up because we get this shot that 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 that's cin- that, that centered a, a particular way. So uh, the camera looks like it's it's uh, set on a table, and then the the gun is is framed right in between uh, Rabbit's bodyguard and uh, Carrie. And it kind of indicates that a, that a battle is going to take place. Yeah. Because like it's kind of it kind of reminds me of like a versus screen on, on a fighting game. Yeah. Like two characters on on opposite ends, and it's like oh such and such versus such and such, and it's got a gun in between. Yeah. And so that for me that kind of foreshadowed violence is about to ensue. Oh, yeah. And and, th- and it does. <laughs> this the choreography in this scene yeah. is so well done. Yeah. And I. 
you'll see the fight, then another scene, like, pause, mm. another scene happens, you come back to the fight, boom, 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 talk, and then goes to another scene, and that's what happens for the rest of the episode. Yeah. It's fight, talking scene, fight, fight talking scene, scene, fight, talk. Yeah. So you see, like, and it's, the fight scene is just really, really good yeah. For and, and, and this fight is clearly taking it out of these two. These two oh, are yeah. both fighting with passion. As a matter of fact, one of my favorite lines takes takes place in the fight, and it's this line where uh, Rabbit's bodyguard says says to uh, Carrie, he's like he's like, ooh, your punches they 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 they've improved. Um, you you've clearly been practicing, but in the end, you're still a woman. Yeah. So it's nothing to me. So that's and, that's- and he says it's more cute. And so she starts she starts to barrage him with, 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 with these badass blows, and she she retorts that cute enough for you, yeah. and he's clearly in pain. And so w- we cut away to Proctor doing somewhat of a noble thing. Proctor approaches his family that shunned both him and his niece, and he go, he goes to go basically give uh, the, the family a piece of his mind, tell them how wrong it is to shun a little girl and leave her out in the world. Yeah, so uh, he, t- he, t- he initially talks to his sister. And the brother-in-law, yeah. like, how dare you? You need to take her back. Yeah. She, I thought you wanted me to talk to her first before you went this far, but... Yeah, because yeah, cause he, cause he, he's really upset with his brother-in-law because his brother-in-law came to him yeah. and, and said, hey, can you can you help put, put your niece back on track so she's fine? And, and he, so he goes to go uh, yell, at, yell at the brother-in-law, but then the brother-in-law tries to tell him, look, this is before we knew... About the further transgressions. Yeah, about how bad it was. And uh and by the way, this is another one of my favorite shots in the episode. Um there's this there's this establishing shot. This is or there's yeah, this establishing shot that shows Proctor uh speaking to his father once his father approaches and you get to see them under the tree, you get to see all the family members there, and it's just a great shot. Yeah. And not only is it a great shot, but that's also one of my favorite scenes in the episode because you get to see how how how, how tormented and how hurt and how much it shaped uh, Proctor the fact that his family disowned him oh, and yeah. how much it hurt him he, you, it, he he's clearly feeling something here oh yeah and and, and uh, it's interesting because as he's yelling at his brother-in-law his sister comes up she's like Kai uh, shut up uh, uh, and, and, and Kai and Kai pretty much cuts her off he's like oh you haven't said my name in almost 20 years why start now and so he starts grilling into his sister and then right, right as soon as he gives it to his sister all of a sudden his father pops up and his father falls like Kai, and he's like, "Oh, everyone seems to know my name all of a sudden, yeah. even though they haven't spoken it in years." And that's such a great scene, oh, yeah. and that's another scene that that, that further uh, uh, proves my point about the actor who plays Kai Proctor is probably the best actor in, in, in so far in the series. I believe the actor's name is uh, uh, you, uh Ulrich Tom- Thompson. Ulrich yeah, Thompson. It's, it's uh, I think he's. Danish, I think. Yeah, I think. Either way, the dude's amazing. Oh yeah, and I, and I applaud him. Um, I mean, I mean, he's no Job, <laughs> you know. But <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, no, and I absolutely love that scene. So that happens, and you know, um, after Rebecca leaves and everything, Hood starts talking. Like the FBI agent comes up and starts talking to Hood. Right. And uh, there's gonna be an investigation. But who does want to hear about the investigation? Who's Hood, <laughs> trying to get back to Anna slash Carrie because she's home alone with this dangerous ass yeah. uh, dude? And he doesn't want to. Yeah, he doesn't want to leave her alone. And yeah. it's like there's a whole lot of what ifs. Like, what if he didn't have to deal with like yeah. the FBI agent and whatnot? So the fight continues. Then it cuts to the scene of a hot the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um. Of the Native American contingent, mm-hmm. and the tribal elder is in the hospital room. Yeah, he's he's, he's extremely on, he's, ill. He's on the he's definitely on, ill. Yeah, he's on his deathbed. Yeah. So the family's there doing the the Native American traditions of whenever someone's on the deathbed. I don't know what it is. Right. I, you know, so please forgive us. Yeah. Just and doesn't not, doesn't Proctor show up to show his yeah. his support? Yeah. Because Proctor was good friends. With the tribal elder, yeah, with the tribal elder, yeah, they, they both did business together and in the town. So they're, of they're on good, good terms and everything. Yeah. But the son, it's like, we don't want you here, right? And he, pretty, the son, pretty much tells him to screw off yeah. and everything. Proctor says, 
Goodbyes. Yeah, because the son was never really okay with Proctor. He saw Proctor as, as like as like a as like a greedy white man trying trying to trying to put his stamp um, on on this on on you know in, in family business. Yeah, and so Proctor leaves. Right. And I can't remember how soon after this Proctor leaves, the son's uh, sister mm-hmm. comes in. Oh, and she, she is a certified badass. Yeah, I she, love that girl. She is awesome. Uh, I love who I love the woman who plays her, mm-hmm. uh, dude. Her. You 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 can see it by the way she carried herself. Oh, yeah, she, that she was about that life. You can yeah, see. she's like the, yeah, she's like chest puffed out. Yeah, boom. She's like the, the swagger, the confidence that's like no one. Yeah, fucks with me. Yeah, dude. Like, I hate to say it, but anytime a character has a whole walking segment. Um, which when they walk into a room and when they introduce you, know they're they're they're, they're probably oh, yeah. they're they're a big deal. You know oh, yeah. they're kind of a big deal. And so words exchange, and she tells her brother, "Let me know when he's dead." Because mm-hmm. yeah, they're the 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 daughter and the, the father end up falling out. Yeah, we they, don't know why well, yet, yeah. mm-hmm. but stuff happened. Right. So. Uh, fight continues, and then, yeah, the fight between Carrie and the uh, bodyguard, yeah. And then um, back at the Gor- Gordon's house, mm-hmm. Dava walks in, and yeah, Dava's Dava's uh, Hood's uh, daughter, daughter. Mm-hmm. and he she starts talking to her adoptive father, mm-hmm. like everything's gonna be alright, just don't lie to me, kind of thing, and mm-hmm. just talking like a very. Heartwarming, heart to heart between the father daughter. Yeah, and and honestly, from um, from from Davis' perspective, that's gotta be an, an interesting imagery to walk on and see. You walk in, walk on and see your your, your parents' room just torn. torn to pieces. Who he's notoriously known for being a pretty straight laced guy, yeah. and not only that, but he's sitting there smoking weed too. Yeah. He's sitting there like his room's torn to crap. He looks like a hot mess sitting there smoking weed. And his daughter's like, uh, pop. What's yeah? What's, what's going, going on? on? She, yeah. tries, she wants to help him. Yeah, like any daughter would right. at that moment. Like, yeah, she's 15, yeah. 16 years old. She also, dude, she she very much so is Hood's daughter because that girl she has so much spunk and so much edge. Yeah, but she's got a good heart, much right. like Hood. So, um, they have a good moment going mm-hmm. on at that. Yeah, it's great. It's great. And then Kai returns home. Yep. And. He gets because Kai Kai returns home and he's he's pretty fear he's pretty fierce because his bodyguard just informed him that while he and was he, out and he's already pissed off from what happened with his family yeah family. so that carried over, over. What happened. yeah and his bodyguard just informed him that yo while I was out there trying to fight on the on your behalf you're out there you're out there not even having, hour not even hours not even hours into my home kissing uh, uh, having uh, sex yeah having sex well, with other men he accuses sex. her of having sex with other men yeah. And so she's like, I'm, I didn't do anything. Yeah, which she did, you know. Yeah. So that, and they had a, again, another, like, like a father-daughter, another type of father-daughter, yeah. daughter imagery, heart-to-heart kind of talk. Because, yeah. like, you start, uh, Proctor starts to leave. Mm-hmm. And she, Rebecca's buck naked. Yeah, yeah, because because whenever Proctor approached her, he was upset, so he didn't think he went in there and grabbed her out of the out of his shower yeah, that she, she was in. And and by the way, uh, what happens next is is an interesting moment. Yeah, um, it we don't quite well. I guess I kind of know what it's because I've I've seen the following season, but like, um, he kind he kind of he, he's upset. He gets on top of her and he kind of he kind of looks at himself internally and kind of gets off of her. Storms off, upset, and you know the uh, the uh, niece Rebecca. She she chases after him. She's like, Uncle, Uncle, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I did it out of uh, you know she was scared. She oh, yeah. she wanted some familiarity from some familiarity, and um, it's just it was just rough for her. And and Proctor um he acknowledges that, and they kind of share a bit of a sweet moment. So and it, that also leads into one of my favorite shots, which is Proctor by the door, drenched in black. She's in white. It's kind of cute. Yeah. And then, last scenes, mm-hmm. Carrie kills the bodyguard. Oh, yeah. And ends the fight. Yep. With a stake in the back, like the like a wooden... Yeah, she stakes him in the back one time, and then, I believe, uh, shanks him in the throat. And, yeah. And, and that's the killing blow. Yeah, and... Hood eventually walks in. Yeah, and finds her. Yep. Makes sure she's still alive. Mm-hmm. And then, boom... Picks her up, carries her out, and that's the end of the sh- episode. And 
it's this whole fight scene is worth worth every second of it. Yeah, it yeah, agreed, agreed. So yeah, that's pretty much the end of the episode. Yeah, and I'm be honest with you, I don't I don't quite remember what all happens next. Even though I've seen this episode, I I don't remember what all happens next. But even oh. even I'm intrigued about what's about to happen next because yeah. you know shit's about to get real, at least on Carrie's side. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's interesting. Yeah, and guys, please go check out Banshee if you have not. It, it's a fun time. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Beer and Banshee. I finished my glass, so is Brandon. Yeah, cheers. Yep, and uh, this is Dez from Featuring Dez signing out. Peace. Scratch my way up to the top Cause my job's got me going nowhere So I ain't got a thing to lose Take me to a place where I don't care This is me and my liquor stuff moves I'm at the liquor store, swish a road, Mr. Cho Give me more, a drink of four, a sinking soda, need you bro Change in my pocket, slow, stop and go Hook me up for cheaper though, I pull the race card Cause it's Korean owned I send the older folk, put the faith in some lucky numbers A pack of smokes about the throats, but it does do wonders I spend a bunch of summers hanging out at storefronts That sweet sound ringing bells once the door shuts Scored blunts and take everything that's inside out I treat this place like my personal hideout 40 years to freedom 30 days of drinking But I'm only in my 20s And I'm thinking that I need it Never sleeping like a genius Position like a fetus It's a cold world we live in And the liquor keeps me heated I just spit my old English While I dream about them new castles And homeless men I want the same thing that you Cause my job's got me going nowhere So I ain't Ain't got a thing to lose Take me to a place where I don't care This is me and my liquor stuff blues I take one shot for my pain One drag for my sorrow Getting messed up today I'll be okay tomorrow